Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. It's the nightcap. You a Seinfeld guy? Yeah. Like a big I'm, Seinfeld I'm not guy. a Joe Beamer Seinfeld guy who could tell you the every scene of every episode that's ever Ooh. come out. But if Seinfeld's on, I'm more than likely to watch it, and I find it hilarious. I'm going to have to maybe go up against Joe in some, you know, trivia or something, because I would consider myself along the same lines as that. Like, I, I maybe not every scene, but... No, maybe every scene. I've seen every scene at least ten times, I bet. Joe is unbelievable. He'll be like, this reminds me of that time in Seinfeld when... And like, Joe, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. I'm gonna... I, I like Seinfeld, but <laughs> I am not that big of a fan where I can just pull scenes out of thin air. I'm going to have to have a conversation with Joe. We drafted Seinfeld characters during that... Did Kramer go big one? Big gap between... You know, the end of like the Sabre season, which was in March, and then the beginning of like what got going first. Was it golf? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Kramer went first. I think I had the first pick. Yeah, I picked I picked Kramer, I think. It was either him or George. I definitely didn't go Jerry or Elaine. It's the nightcap with Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. We spent a lot of time the first couple of shows this week talking about the Seattle Seahawks and the Bills' huge win and what it means to the rest of the season. We've gone over their schedule. I think we have both determined that they are at least very likely to win this division and that while Miami is still on the radar, they do not scare us. And I don't think we're at a point yet where we should be worried about the Miami Dolphins. We'll see, though. Here comes the easy part of their schedule. The Bengals on it. The Broncos on it. Um, they got the Chargers this week. The Bills have some tough games coming up. This upcoming Sunday, I would include as a tough game. Let's start to transition to their next opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. And we could just sit. We got, th- I got th- we got Thursday and Friday here, right? Like We got time to pr- talk about the game. Tredavious White, if he plays, that's, by the way, going to be something to monitor. He did not practice today. And him versus DeAndre Hopkins, round three, is something that I was looking forward to a lot. And I want to see him be in there. It's not just also DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk is a very good wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald, at this point in his career, is not near what he used to be, but... Still a darn good slot receiver in his own right. And they've got some other young guys behind him. Andy Isabella is his field stretcher. It's a good Cardinals core of wide receivers. And the Bills right now have two of their top three cornerbacks injured. Tredavious White not practicing today. Josh Norman limited. He hasn't played since week six against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see if he's able to make it back in time. If he does, you know... Should even be on the field over Levi Wallace. Maybe he has to be because who knows what happens with White. So there's a lot of stuff like that. The nitty gritty that we got days to get into. But I saw a couple of lists floating around last week about the best young quarterbacks in football. And I think 
now is the time to have that conversation here because here comes Bill's Cardinals, and we're going to get into it in a second and start to run through some of the names. But you can definitely argue that if not the best two, it depends what age you pick and what you consider to be like the young quarterback crop of the NFL. If you cut it off at 24 years old, then we might be talking about the best two. Whereas, like, I want to start a franchise with a guy under 25. It might be Josh Allen and Kyler Murray who are going to go head-to-head this Sunday. You expand that one year, and then you're kind of widening the the uh, the field a little bit. But let's just go through the league right now, and let's try to stack up not just Josh Allen, but Kyler Murray too, because that's their the Bills' opponent this week, and he is interesting. I don't, how much have you gotten to see of him? Like, just honestly, bits not and much. pieces. Just that's it, bits and pieces. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see him for a whole four quarters. I. Players I like him, I, I think he's especially interesting, and this is going back to a, when he was drafted, I think he's especially interesting because the Cardinals took Josh Rosen in the <laughs> first, first round prior to taking Kyler Murray, and then to have the gumption to use another first round pick on a quarterback and then trade the first rounder you just had for a second rounder, It looks it's obviously paying off in a huge way, but I thought that was... One of the, it was bold. It was bold. Yeah. That's the probably the best way to do, it, especially you know with how these teams value first round picks. So for them to just you know we're done, we're done with the Rosen era. We're moving on right now. I, I love that, and I think that makes him even more interesting uh, going into this. And he's he's really proven every the Cardinals right at least. Oh, for sure, especially with Josh Rosen's career trajectory to where now he is on the practice squad of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you definitely made the right choice. Right, you had the gumption to do it. You had the willingness to do it. They did have the right circumstances. Like, hey, if they're, they have the same head coach, um, I'm forgetting the name of the guy that was Steve Wilkes, Wilkes yeah. was the coach of the Cardinals. Like, if he had still been employed, would they have made that pick? Maybe not, especially with Cliff Kingsbury coming in and wanting to play an offense that is well more designed for a guy like Kyler Murray who was able to extend plays and use his feet and get the ball out quick than Josh Rosen, who kind of strikes you as more of like a prototypical pocket passer or quarterback in the league. So I think the pick was so interesting. I think the pick was right. Like there was no argument against it. And it really, I think, should set the precedent for teams in the future to not be afraid to bail on a guy when it's not going well just because you don't feel like you've given him the proper amount of time. Like I remember using used to hear, hearing that about all the Bills quarterbacks that came through here that they drafted. Trent Edwards, J.P. Lossman, E.J. Manuel. Like, there was always the conversation of, have we given this guy enough time to figure out what he is? And a lot of times, those conversations were being had well beyond one season, like right. it was with Josh Rosen. Like, we were talking about that in year three and four sometimes. More so year three. Four, usually we were given up by then. But the Cardinals did it. They did it after less than 16 games from Josh Rosen. Do you remember who started that season for them, by the way? Oh, my goodness. I don't think he's in the league anymore. Who started the season for the Cardinals? I, in fact, I'm positive he's not Stanton? in the league anymore. No, it, <laughs> Sam Bradford. Sam, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just kind of disappeared. Like, did he – he's not a backup anywhere. I don't even think I've seen him as like, oh, they had uh, Sam Bradford in for a tryout this week. Like I guess he Sam, made a lot of money in the league to. He did, 
a lot of know, injuries too. A lot of injuries. So maybe he just would have liked to see his yeah. career had he not been hampered by injuries. But yeah. that's beside the point. Still, uh, yeah, just to go along with your point, I think it's great to see teams being uh, more bold, more aggressive, not wanting to wait and see. Because when you wait and see, there are a couple things can happen. The, the Cardinals were terrible, right? The Cardinals were absolutely terrible, and you could have absolutely justified them saying, "Hey." We're going to wait. We don't know exactly what Josh Rosen is. Let's give him a supporting cast. Let's Because they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't have a good offensive line. They didn't have a particularly good defense. Like They, they were a team with a lot of holes. They could have very easily made the argument, hey, we're going to take uh, who, who, a player to build around Josh Rosen. Yeah. But those first pick in the draft, the, the first picks in the draft, they very rarely – come around and that's that's the argument for the Jets taking Lawrence this year even though they have Sam Darnold and we still don't know exactly what Sam Darnold is but the fact that they took Kyler Murray I loved it I even though they lost on the the Rosen pick and they lost value because they only traded him for a second round pick I still think it was great all right well let's let's try to find out where they rank because the old guard is going away it's either gone or going away Peyton Manning is gone Eli Manning is gone. I always used to throw Carson Palmer into this group. I don't know why, but Carson Palmer's gone. I didn't even need to mention him. I don't know why I just did that. Uh, <laughs> like, does Jay, Jay Cutler now have to be included? Carson Palmer played for the Cardinals, so there he, you go. He did. There, we're, it's all coming full circle. We're just going to start naming Arizona quarterbacks. Mike Glennon is still in the league, by the way. Do you know that? Um, was he even on the Cardinals? I don't know why he even came to my name, or came to my mind. Um... You have got Philip Rivers, who looks like he's on his last legs in Indianapolis. You have got Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, who is in his upper 30s. Playing well, but in his upper 30s. Tom Brady is in his 40s. You've got Drew Brees. This might be it. This might be the final year of Drew Brees in the league. You've got a lot of guys that ruled over this league for decades that are either out, on the way out, or you know that they've only got a couple years left. Aaron Rodgers, too. Aaron Rodgers is older, yeah. You know they only got a couple years left just because of what their age is. And... Now you're left wondering, like, what is the next guard? What is the next crop of young quarterbacks in the league? You've got some guys in between, right? Like, Russell Wilson is, what, 31? You've got Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford. Like, you've got guys in the middle there. But I believe that right now there is a talent pool of young quarterbacks that has the potential to be like that old guard that I just mentioned. Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Rivers, Roethlisberger, the Mannings. Like, you have a crop of young quarterbacks that could rival that, that, like, hey, you could have a third of the league that just has great to elite quarterbacks for a long time. And maybe that's a part argument of, like, what the quality of the position is. Maybe that's a part how easy it is to play offense in the league today, how hard it is to play defense, how the rules are geared to allow the quarterback to be successful. There's a lot of things to go into. An easier transition between college and the NFL. Yep, the the athleticism that a lot of these guys have that allows them, by the way, to play early. Because if you are, like, a Josh Rosen or you are a statue in the pocket, like, and you have to be a great passer. Like, you just have to be a great passer in order to survive in the league. Whereas, like, a Josh Allen or, you know, some of these other guys, like Deshaun Watson, who was running around his rookie year, Lamar Jackson, like, these guys are so mobile that they only really have to be average passers to be able to survive as their team starter until, like we've seen with Josh Allen, he has enough time, enough reps to be able to take the next step as a quarterback. Does Josh Allen get the same amount of time if he doesn't have that athleticism? 
I think a good As case a study is Rosen. Rosen, right. Like, is coming out of t- that draft, was Josh Rosen a better passer than Josh than uh, than Josh Allen? Like, were they neck and neck? Were I, they close? It wasn't neck and neck. It, w- it was Rosen, wasn't it? Oh, 100%. Uh, Rosen was definitely considered to be more pro-ready right. than Josh Allen. So Allen's athleticism, I think, in part, allowed him enough time to take steps like that. And that's happening not just with Allen, but a lot of guys around the league. And here are... There are, I'm looking at just stats from this year among quarterbacks. I went to 25. We feel like that's right, like young quarterbacks yeah, that are fine. maybe are going to rule over the league for the next 10 years. I would still consider Watson and Mahomes yep. and all those guys. So, yeah, that sounds like a good cutoff. Yeah, the 25-year-olds are Mahomes, Watson, like you mentioned, and then Baker Mayfield, who gets thrown in here too. I, Mayfield should be a part of this conversation yeah. too, um, like where he ranks. I feel like Allen and Murray we're going to get to pretty quick. We've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment, and then we'll get to the meat of this list when we come back. I'd like to have a nice working list of like we, us ranking young quarterbacks in the league by the end of this. So, easy Mahomes is one, right? We don't mm-hmm. need to fight about that, do we? No, I mean, that's not even the age group. He's just number one regardless of age. Right. And then number two, like I feel like you have an argument already. I think you've got... Okay, so let me read the list of guys in case you're listening out there and you don't know like who what the list is. You've got Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to go in order of passing yards this year among these players. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Drew Locke, Nick Mullins, Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, Tua Tengavailoa, and I think I could probably cut off the list there. I don't need to throw Jared Stidham or anything in here. So that's where the list gets cut off. Among those guys, who's second? I think it's probably, like, I think Allen has played so well this season that you have to include him in the conversation. I'm not saying I'm going to pick him at the end of it, but I think you've got to include him in the conversation as the second-best young quarterback in football with probably Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. It begs the question, what are you looking for out of this list? Are you looking for currently the best, or are you looking for the top uh, no, young no. quarterbacks you would start your franchise I, with? That's what I want. I want, like, th- this list should be, you're starting a franchise tomorrow, and you get to pick your quarterback under the age of 25, and what order are you picking them? Mm. Like, that, who are you starting a franchise with? That's the way I think it should be done. Allen's definitely in the conversation, but I would still give a long look at Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert. I think they've played extremely well. They're only going to grow. They have done nothing to indicate that they have any sort of bust potential. I, I think that both teams are very offensively good already, mm-hmm. and they, they just can't finish games. Neither team can. They've, both teams have lost heartbreaking games this year that they should have won. We're talking about the Justin Herbert almost beating the Chiefs yeah. earlier this year. I mean, those guys have to be a part of the conversation, but I love that Allen is in the conversation. I love that we can have this conversation with Josh Allen being right there uh, as far as being number two. Do you like him more than Watson right now? No, I, I love Watson, though. I think, to me, it might be close. I we're, Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen is maybe the debate here. You think so? Oh, okay, so well, you well, think... Not, I'm sorry, not for number two, but it will become a debate, okay. regardless, because those two both this season have taken big leaps forward. Just Murray, it's been in his second year. Allen, it's been in his third year. But the timelines have matched up that they're both happening this season. Mm. But they are both, you know, we look at MVP odds. Kyler Murray and Josh Allen are up there, right behind Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Like, they are up there. So, 
to me, it's hard to pick and choose between those two. Like, who am I starting a franchise with tomorrow? And I think, I don't know, would you go Allen? Because I feel like I'd be leaning towards Kyler Murray almost, almost because the sample size is smaller. And that, that argument can maybe work against like these rookies, for instance. Like Burrow and Herbert have only played seven or eight games. But we have seen Kyler Murray now play a really good rookie season. Like I wouldn't have called it like amazing. He wasn't spectacular. But I thought it was a pretty darn good he was start. Good. He was yeah. Yeah. And then year two he's taken the big leap forward. And he's got all of the same things that Josh Allen have. And it's different in the way he does it, but he's got the rushing attack. He's got the ability to throw the ball deep. He's got that accuracy. He's got natural accuracy, really. Like, he didn't need a lot of fixing with his throwing motion. Like, he just, the only worry with him was his height. He had all the other natural tools he would want. Right. So, I think I might go Kyler Murray either two or three. It would be either Allen Watson or Murray, but I might go Murray number two. Is that crazy? Ahead of Watson? Yeah. I think I might. I would love to see Watson with, like, a fully competent, like, franchise. Right. Oh, if, if you sw- in, <laughs> you know you hear Sal make this uh, this argument all the time. If you switched Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in Kansas City and Houston, you know I tend to think that Deshaun Wat- Watson would put up a lot of the gaudy numbers that uh, that Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, with the weapons, with the coaching, uh, you know. So to me, giving Wat I, to me Watson is still two, and then we can have the discussion about Murray Allen. And I would say Burrow and Herbert for number three. I'm good with Watson at two. We'll come back and we'll start to talk a little bit Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen. I'm glad we got there because that's part of the conversation I wanted to get to. Like right now, if you want to start your franchise, is Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? Now, I, you know, anybody would love to be faced with that choice, I think, right now because both of them look great. So you're not in a bad spot either way. Right. We'll talk a little bit about that. Also, some guys further down the list, we could we can roll right into like what has happened to Lamar Jackson. Where are we with Baker Mayfield? And I like Mayfield's maybe more interesting than Sam Darnold because I think we can guess at where it's headed with the Jets. Mayfield and the Browns, like who knows what happens there in the next couple of years. Drew Locke too. Like there's guys on this list that are very interesting. 8030550 is the phone number. It's the nightcap with Jody B, uh, Jody Biasi, Brennan Keeney. Give us your thoughts. Where would you rank Allen among the young quarterbacks in football? This is WGR. The things that don't show on the stat sheet, the energy that he brings, the knowledge that he has for the game, how he rallies and bonds with the guys in the locker room, I think it shows up off the stat sheet, and I think that's what's really cool about him. He's a very team-first guy, contrary to popular belief, and all he does to me is like just keep making the right decisions. He's not trying to get me to force him the ball, and that's saying he does have the most targets in the league, and he's got the most receptions and yards now, but he's never once given me any reason to believe he's nothing but a team guy. We get along extremely well. He's a great fit in our receiving group and in our locker room for that matter we're looking to have him bills quarterback josh allen speaking on stefan Diggs today Diggs leads the nfl in targets Diggs leads the nfl in receptions Diggs leads the nfl in receiving yards he would be the only bill to ever lead the league in receiving yards and receiving and, and receptions um it's never happened not even going back to the afl days including them. So 8030550 is the phone number. We're talking about the young quarterback crop in the NFL, the upcoming 
group of quarterbacks that will lead the NFL for the next decade or maybe more, depending on how some of these guys' careers go. We got Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson at 1-2. and two. We went with 25 and under, which I feel is fair. Um, and let us know where you would put Josh Allen at 803-0550. I think we're coming up on Josh Allen at either 3 or 4. I don't imagine we would put him further down, but, you know, someone out there could be like, yeah, I'd rather... Take a shot at Justin Herbert. Maybe he's the next Mahomes. Maybe I would rather go with Joe Burrow. Like I think I feel like I could listen to a conversation about that, but we'll get there. I think I'm gonna have Allen above them. We'll see what Brendan thinks here. Uh, let's take one call first. Let's go to Jonathan and Alden. Jonathan, what's up, man? You're on the nightcap. Hey Joe. Um, when it comes to drinking Josh Allen, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, I think I will put him third. But the thing about Josh Allen is when John Brown was in the lineup the first four weeks of the season and then this last game against Seattle, Josh Allen was an MVP contender. I mean, that, that would probably put him near number one or near number one. But when John Brown went down and then the next four games, the, the Titans game, the Chiefs game, the Patriots game, the Jets game, he was merely okay. He was just about average. So... It's just a little, it's a little, I mean, overall, I'm happy with what Josh Allen's playing, but I'm overall it's a little concerning that he needs a, a hundred, his full weapons like John Brown to play at his full potential. Maybe, maybe I'm getting it wrong, but I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for the call, man. Um, I, I don't think he's as reliant on John Brown as he's leading on there. Like, yes, that's a very good wide receiver, and it helps to have another consistent vertical threat or just threat in general on the outside opposite Stephon Diggs. But... I don't know. Like Diggs is getting open out there. They still hook up when Brown's not there. So does it scare you at all that he went through about a whole month of the season where he just was really nowhere near the first four weeks of the season? Are you concerned? Like, listen, we know that Josh Allen coming out of college and even the first couple of years of his NFL career was known to have poor accuracy, be a little erratic, make some decisions that weren't the greatest. And we saw flashes of that during – it wasn't just a game. Like, Russell Wilson did not have a great game, right? But we don't see stretches like that from Russell Wilson. And I'm not saying Josh Allen is as good as Russell Wilson, but have we ever seen Russell Wilson have a four-game stretch like that where he's been just off – yeah, no, I don't think we have. So, yeah, it's a little worrisome. It, but me, I think that's going to probably be what he is as a quarterback. Exactly. Now, that just uh, the highs are going to be high and the lows aren't going to be as low as we thought they might have been. Like, he still was a capable quarterback during that four-week stretch, but he wasn't winning you games. Right? He threw an, a terrible interception against Tennessee that really cemented the, that game. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that's something that we haven't yeah. seen a lot of Josh Allen, but it still showed up. Right, and and that's going to happen throughout the course of a long career. But he did. I, I agree with the point that Jonathan made to the sense that, like, there was a four-game stretch, and we we've only seen nine games this season, and almost half of them, Josh Allen did not play to the level that we've seen him play this year. Yeah, is that going to hamper him in these rankings? Would you expect that of Joe Burrow going forward? Would you expect that of Kyler Murray? Would you expect that? And I think that's going to be something to keep in mind because I think that there is a little bit of the possibility of Josh mm. Allen regressing on a week-to-week basis. I would. I like that. I like that argument because yeah, is there going to be higher highs and lower lows? 
because Joe Burrow seems pretty calm, cool, and collected, pretty steady as a quarterback. And accuracy in the has never been a problem. Never. And I, you know what you're going to get from Joe Burrow, right? Right. So I part of me wants to put him below Allen, though, just because it's only eight games. And with Herbert, it's only seven games. And so, like, where are we on the list? Well, let me We're ask at Mahomes you... and Watson. And then I think I want – you mentioned Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I think, and Allen are pretty close. Yeah, but I agree I, with I'm that. more confident that Kyler Murray is just going to be status quo throughout the season and not – you know, he won't have a, a four-game stretch like Allen just had. I agree with that. But And w- this goes back to the low lows, right? Yeah. Uh, the the passes they weren't that super are, low by the way they weren't super yeah. low and that's why I'm saying maybe the low has increased right we saw his his floors yep. in his first two seasons were bad they were brutal maybe <laughs> if if this four game stretch is his low if that's his floor I'll accept that sign me up yeah right now the question is did they go 500 in those four games they did yeah they lost two one to the Chiefs one of the Titans and then they beat the Patriots and Jets without great offensive performances right. So that's my question. And so I think I'm taking Burrow three. Of the really? Year. I am. I think I'm taking Burrow ahead of Kyler and Josh Allen. And that, okay. to me, that's not a knock because I think Joe Burrow is going to be fantastic. I think Cincinnati is going to be very good very soon. It's something about – I don't know what it is. Am I getting too hung up on – he just emerged as an NFL-level quarterback last year because he went through 75% of his college career without even really getting a thought as like, oh, yeah, this guy is going to be someone's quarterback in the NFL. Like, that just came about last year. Now, the other thing is, since last year, I mean, have you seen – he had the, maybe the best college football season ever, one of them. And then I, I think it's I think you're not crazy saying it's the best ever. Yeah, and then you step right into Cincinnati, who did not have much to work with. I mean, don't have much on the offensive line. The defense isn't that great. The weapons are good. Like he's got a, a good group of wide receivers, so he's got that. He's going got for a him. back. He's got Tyler Boyd yeah. and Green. Yeah. So at least the pieces that he's throwing to are good. Um, but like even coming in this year, it's been pretty flawless, right? But I don't know what my problem is. Like. Maybe it's that I'm not thinking his ceiling is as high as some of these other guys, but I don't have anything tangible to point to to why that is. So I, I'm not going to put him three. I would go Kyler Murray three. I would rather have Kyler Murray. I think he is a more dynamic player. I think he he just reminds me so much of Russell Wilson, his ability to stretch plays and his ability to just throw the ball in a sling, whenever, any angle he wants, and it always seems to be accurate. Like I just think there's that gifted accuracy that Murray has that is similar to some of the great quarterbacks in the league. But Burrow's accuracy is very good as well. Burrow is too, but I think Murray's a better athlete. I would, so if I had to go, Burrow's Ty goes a the better athlete. athlete. Burrow's not a bad that, athlete. That's but right. I, but I think Burrow, Burrow, and you're right, this is hard because this is it's a very small sample size, but it goes back to our argument that started the show. You know, the, the, Rosen has talent. Right, there was a reason why he was the tenth pick in the draft coming out of out of college. Yep. But there was something in Murray to make the Cardinals just abandon that plan and go in a completely different direction. He was that good of a prospect, and he was that good of a prospect. And I think Joe Burrow coming out of one of the greatest seasons, if not the greatest season in college football history, who has done absolutely nothing to show that that was just a fluke. Mm-hmm. He's been playing extremely good, putting up very good numbers on a team that. Like we said, it has some weapons, but 
doesn't have it's it's not Car- it's not uh, Arizona's weapons. Mm-hmm. It's not Buffalo's weapons. That's you, right. He he went in and it he's the Bengals are better than they were already for sure. And he's only played this many games. I still so okay. We'll we'll settle on this. Mahomes, Watson, and then we're gonna we're gonna be deviating lists here. We'll be deviating. That's fine. We were gonna end up doing that anyway. Like, there's no way we're gonna have the same list the whole way through. That'd be pretty <laughs> impressive. Thir- Thirteen names here, or whatever. Um, all right. So you've got Burrow at three. I've got Murray at three, and I'm not putting Burrow at four either. Like, I, I I think I need to get Josh Allen in here because I think the gap between him and Murray is that close. And again, maybe I'm going too much with sample size here, and that I'm more sure that Josh Allen is at least. You know, a good starting quarterback in the league, and now I've seen that that ceiling is there too. Just to clarify, if presented the trade opportunity, you would not trade Josh Allen straight up for Joe Burrow right now. Man, when you put it like that, it it suddenly gets a lot closer in my head, but no, I would still take Josh Allen. Okay. I would still take Josh Allen. Way to stand by your decision. I, I would. Not never been a big Burrow guy though, and maybe I need to come around on that. Got to come around. I, I, not, I don't want to say I've been a hater. He's a stud. Because I don't can't think of the last negative thing I said about him. Maybe it was the draft. I think I, think I said I would have rather had Tua at the draft. Is that a negative thing to say about someone? I thought they were no. both going to be great. Tua was supposed to be the number one pick yeah. for like two years. It's not a negative to no, say and, about it. No, and it wasn't like I thought Burrow was going to be a bust. I just thought they both were going to be great. And I thought sure. Tua presented a higher ceiling. But maybe we're seeing more out of Burrow now. All right, so I've got Allen at four. What are you doing here at four? Because you've got a now you've got a Kyler Murray Josh Allen decision. Yes. Unless you want to throw Justin Herbert in there. Unless you want to throw we have not gotten to Lamar Jackson. We've actually hardly talked about Lamar Jackson. Which is interesting. Are we that down on Lamar Jackson where he shouldn't even be in the discussion for top four? Top three? Like are, are we that kinda down? I mean, we're talking about small sample sizes and we're and we're talking about the guy who is the MVP of the league last year, albeit in an a pretty rudimentary offense that focuses a lot on running, but ju- but Lamar Jackson is still an MVP winner that took his team. Were they fourteen and two last year? I believe. Yep, the Ravens. I think. They're number one seed in the AFC, and yeah, they had a rough playoff, and but they're still winning. And he's, we're talking about Joe Burrow having a small sample size. He's played better than Lamar Jackson to this point in the season, but is this still a small sample sample size for Lamar Jackson? Is this just a bad first half of the season? If you regain any of Lamar Jackson 2019 season, I mean, you're talking about a team that went 14-2, and two, and I know they have a lot of pieces, a very good defense, very good coach. Uh, they, don't, they do not have a lot of offensive pieces, however. Keep that in mind with Lamar. Mm-hmm. They but have you're, one you're good talking, wide receiver. You're talking yeah. about a team that will perennially compete for a division title if you have 2019 Lamar Jackson playing for you. Are, I, we, are we that low on him? I am more and more I think he's going to his career trajectory is going to be different. He's more dynamic, he's a better runner. But I think he is on a similar path to what we're going to see what we saw with Cam Newton where I think you're going to get low volume passing offenses with Lamar Jackson. You are going to get some very good numbers touchdown to interception ratio. You're going to get a ton of rushing numbers. I think Newton would have given you a lot more rushing uh, touchdowns, whereas Jackson will give you more yardage. Because yep. Newton is just, I mean, he is a physical, he runs the ball physically. Sure. And Jackson is just going to make you miss in space. Like, no player in the league ever. Like, right up there with, like, Devin Hester and, like, Tyreek Hill is in the league right now. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's dynamic. He's fantastic. So, but the one holdup I have on Jackson 
and why I would not have him maybe even my top five here is I have yet to see an ability like we've seen from these other guys. I would trust all of these other names we've mentioned to come from behind in a football game. I, 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 I'm getting worried that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, if I'm the Ravens, I'm getting worried, that I can only win one way. I've got to play good, great defense. I've got to run the ball well, and I've got to be ahead. Because if I've got to go, I've got to go air it out with one of these top teams in the league. I think I'm losing that fight every time. When every time I play the Chiefs, the Chiefs are not going away. Like I've, I've been making this, hammering this point for the last couple of weeks. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to rule the AFC for a decade, probably more. And you're not just going to, you know, you may, you'll get lucky once in a while where you don't have to play them and they'll get upset by somebody. But whenever you play them, you have to be able to air it out. You have to be able to do that. And I know that Josh Allen can do that. I don't know that he's going to do it every week, but I know Josh Allen can go throw for 400 and keep up with the Chiefs. It's essentially the ceiling and the floor argument. Right. I, I know that Kyler Murray can do that. I know he's in the NFC. But I, I feel more confident that Joe Burrow can do that. Right. I feel more confident maybe that Justin Herbert can do that at this point and win that type of game than I do with Lamar Jackson. I agree with that. So I don't want to bash him too much because he won the MVP last year, and it was rightfully so. Like He was the best quarterback to me in football mm. last year. Like he is something like we've never seen as a runner. Now, here's but a- I need to be able to see him go air it out, throw the ball forty plus times in a game, and still win it. And it's funny because you said he's the best quarterback in the NFL last year. I don't think anyone, by any stretch of the imagination, was ready to to give up Patrick Mahomes for Lamar Jackson. If you were to start a franchise last year, based on last year, I think almost everyone would have would have would have picked, still started yeah. with Patrick Mahomes. Me too, right? Yeah, I think people would do that. And that's interesting because, yeah, he's playing really – he played really well, but you kind of know what you have. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson's number two on our list. Jackson probably would have been second, right? I would have taken Lamar after last year over Watson, I think. And is that even close right now? No. Like, Watson Watson is the victim of not having anything around him. But that guy, man, he makes plays. He can put that team on his back at any given moment. He did it against the Bills last year, down 16 in the second half of a playoff game. The Bills were better at almost everything. Everything. Like, and and, and the quarterback just made it up. Watson was that good. If the Ravens are down 16-0 in the third quarter, do you have the same faith in Watson as you do in Lamar Jackson? If the Ravens are down sixteen nothing, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. Oh, is I think Watson if, is way more capable. Right, way and, more capable. And I think I agree with. That. And I don't. Again, Jackson does have some solid excuses. One of them is his receiving course stinks. It is bad. Mark Andrews is a good tight end. He's not up there with Travis Kelsey. He's a good tight end, like a second tier tight end in the league, probably. And Marquise Brown is a very good wide receiver. On most teams, he'd be their number two. On some teams, he'd be their number one. He's a frustrated wide receiver. He's frustrated, right, because he doesn't get the football because they're running it 30 times a game. So, like, he's good. And that's pretty much it. They don't have a very good pass-catching running back. They don't have any other wide receivers behind Marquise Brown that gives you anything consistent. That's why they went out and tr- they're trying Des Bryant on uh, as an idea to come play for them. you got a couple of old third-round picks, Devin Duvernay and Miles Boykin, that don't do anything. They're inconsistent. So I do feel for Lamar Jackson in that, like Josh Allen right now, Josh Allen's got four or five guys he can throw the football to and feel good about it. Right. You know, Joe Burrow has got four or five guys that he can throw the football and feel good about it. Justin Herbert's got Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. Like, he's got guys. Yeah. Even Deshaun Watson, they took DeAndre Hopkins from him. He's still got Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, and, you know, David Johnson's a good pass-catching running back, and Randall Cobb's a good slot-wide receiver. 
And it's Mahomes, we know all the Chiefs' weapons. Yeah. That Jackson doesn't saying. have that. Yeah. So he does get a slight pass for me on that. All that being said, I would put Joe Burrow ahead of him. I would put Josh Allen ahead of him. I would put Kyler Murray ahead of him. I think I would put Justin Herbert ahead and of I, him. Oh, I, I missed Herbert. I would put Herbert ahead of him, too. So we both have Jackson 7? Yes. All right. Well, let's fill in the rest of 5 through 6, and then we are back tomorrow, luckily, so we can kind of round out the bottom half of this list, which will be eh, – maybe maybe it won't be less interesting. No one knows what Baker Mayfield is at this point, I don't think. The bottom might be more Darnold, interesting because you're talking yeah. about moving on from guys at this point, yeah, and I think that's interesting. Where do we put Tua? Where do we put you know Drew Locke? So we'll do that tomorrow. We'll round out the rest of this part of the list, though, when we come back. Let us know what you think. Where should Josh Allen be on a list of the young quarterbacks in football? It's the Nightcap, Jody Biasi and Brandon Keeney back to wrap things up after this on WGR. All right, shorter segment here to close out tonight's nightcap. Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. We are ranking the top young quarterbacks in football, all under the age of 25. Our lists are working lists so far. We'll have to complete them tomorrow because we got a lot of names left to get through, some more at the bottom. Our, name, our list so far, we both have Patrick Mahomes at one. We both have Deshaun Watson at two. Brendan has Joe Burrow at three. I have Kyler Murray at three. We both, well, and then we got to make, we, we got to figure out four, out. five, six. We both have Lamar Jackson at seven. That's what we figured out so far. So I'm going to go with Josh Allen at four. I think I maybe even said that in the last segment that I think the gap between him and Kyler Murray is very small. Um, and I think the gap between him and Burrow is close too. So I'll just knock two out here. Or I'll knock all three of mine out here. I would go Allen, Burrow, Herbert in that order. And I think they're all pretty close. I think two through six on this list are very close. And that maybe says something about, again, like the sport and where we are and how easy it is to play the position and how good these guys are, how talented they are. But Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, I mean, I think you're picking and choosing where it's like, I want to start my franchise with that guy. Um, But that's the order I would go with. Four, five, six, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. I have, so obviously I have Burrow third. I'm going to put Allen over Murray for four because I trust Allen's ability to get in uh, an air raid shootout more. I I, I think Murray can do it, uh, and I like the weapons that he has, uh, but right now I think Allen has shown more in terms of being able to move the ball at will when he's in the zone. Okay, We saw that against the Seahawks. We've seen that several times this year where – there's really just nothing that the defense can do. And we saw that against the Raiders. Yep. There's been several examples where I'm ready to, for right now, I'm ready to, to roll with Allen over Murray. It'll be really interesting Sunday. Yep. After that, Murray, and I think there's a little bit of a gap, and then Herbert, and then I'll even throw Lamar Jackson. I'm going to throw Lamar Jackson right after Herbert. Yeah, that's where I put Jackson, too, after Herbert at 7. So we both, isn't that, does that sound crazy right now? That we would both take Justin Herbert over the reigning league MVP? It does sound crazy, and maybe we're being a little bit too premature on our judgment. I do think this is still just a half-season sample size that we're talking about a guy who just won an MVP yeah. and played like the best player in all of football last year. But like we said, his skill set just does not translate to beating great teams to and me, great offenses. Who is that, Jackson? Jackson. Yeah, and that, that's why, to me, like, Herbert, I think Her- it's more about Herbert for me than it is Jackson. Yes. I think Herbert is nice. Like, he is, 
he is getting the opportunity to throw the football a lot early on. Not all these guys were that. Like Kyler Murray was coddled a little bit at the beginning. We know Josh Allen was coddled a little bit at the beginning. There was a lot of running, and they weren't just throwing the ball all over the place like they are now. Um, Lamar Jackson has had that too. Like he, hell, he was playing Wildcat at the beginning of his career two years ago. Yeah. So Herbert, meanwhile, they've just kind of thrown him into the Wolves. Like last three games, all over 40 attempts. 43 attempts against the Jaguars, 43 attempts against the Broncos, 42 attempts against the Raiders. Yardage in those games, 347, 278, 326, eight touchdowns and two picks in that three-game stretch. Like I think that's maybe what you get from Justin Herbert, and maybe it's the exact same thing they just had. Maybe they are getting Phillip Rivers 2.0, and they are destined for another 15 years where their quarterback will put up big numbers. They will lose games by one point, <laughs> and they will be perennially you know, fr- the most frustrating team in the league. Yeah. But I don't think that has to be an indictment on Justin Herbert. I think he's great, and I think he probably got stuck in a bad landing spot. Like Tua right oh, I now— don't, I don't think so. I think uh, it might be a good landing spot. I, don't think, I think that's yet to be determined. I think it might—maybe not third. Cincinnati is weird and just like, do they even like? Th- there's criticism about their ownership and like how much they've and resources right. they want to put into winning. But I think Tua landed in the best landing spot. I Brian, I love Brian Flores. I think they've got good pieces. And I don't think they have great pieces, but I like what they're building there, and they're just starting to build it. Whereas like, yeah, the Chargers a- were supposed to have a good ready to win roster, and I think they do. But I, that's what that's why they're so frustrating, right? But but I think I think they're still a good team. I, I they're not a team that I would want the Bills to take lightly. They're not a team that I think is just going to roll over when they pay a visit to Bills Stadium in a couple weeks. Oh, that game will be close, and they'll again the Chargers will lose that game by one point. Well, who knows? But all, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, they have a they have a brutal history of losing these ridiculous games with absurd endings, but. I think on the whole, the Chargers are a good team that nobody really is excited to face, especially with the way that Herbert's playing. Tyrod Taylor, very not, different looking yeah. team from the team with Justin Herbert right not now. Not nearly as dangerous. Not nearly. Like, if Tyrod Taylor was still the starting quarterback of the Chargers, Bill's roll, and I am confident in that 100%. With Justin Herbert there, that you have a potential for a 400-yard performance, a three-touchdown performance. Right, and yep. I don't think any team. I don't think that's a gimme for any team. And if a couple of results had just been flipped this year, you could say that for most teams. But I think with the Falcons and the Chargers, especially, you could say they would be right in the thick of the conversation for playoffs yeah. if a couple of absurd endings went their way. I they have a very they have a very long playoff odds for good reason. They are two and six, and they are three games back of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I might want to bet them for that. Plus 1700 to make the playoffs. Just put a little bit of money on it. Did you did you see their schedule? Now, I maybe I shouldn't tout their schedule because I would have said that about the Broncos and they lost to them by 1 and then they lost to the Raiders by 5 at home. Right. Um but their upcoming schedule is Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Patriots. They play the AFC East, which is not that strong a division. Then they play Atlanta. Then they play the Raiders again, then the Broncos, then the Chiefs. So maybe it's it's not the easiest I've ever seen, but they've got the Jets, Patriots, Falcons, Broncos. Like th- those should all be wins. So they'd have to win two out of three games to me of like where they shouldn't win 
to make the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like two game they need to win two out of three games where they would be big underdogs. Like so like maybe the they Dolphins, are not a good shot at this. The point. Dolphins playing the Chargers to me is not a gimme game. Like I could oh, absolutely see I could I could absolutely see the Chargers winning that game and that would not surprise me at all. But, but yeah. first of all, I don't think any team beating the Dolphins at this point for me is a surprise. Dolphins are favored by two and a half. Right. So yeah, not by much. All right. Well, that's our list for today. We'll do pass number seven. We'll get to Sam Darnold. We'll get to Baker Mayfield. We will get to Daniel Jones, who we haven't talked about. Uh, Drew Locke. Dwayne Haskins, if we get that far, Tua. Um, we'll talk about the rest of that list, and we'll keep talking a little Josh Allen, Kyler Murray comparison too um, when we come back on the show tomorrow at 7 o'clock, getting you ready for Thursday Night Football. A good one tomorrow between the Titans and Colts. So until then, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great night. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney. This is WGR.